Welcome to What's the Point? You know, reading through the Bible can be a very difficult and challenging experience. My daughter the other day asked me, she said, Dad, this is confusing. What is the main point out of each one of these books? Well, you know, I think she has a very valid question. In this broadcast, I'm going to be discussing what the main point of each book of the Bible is all about. And we'll start with the New Testament. And I'll be doing this in two-minute video clips such as this one. My hope is that this will open up a new and a basic understanding for each of us as to what God wants us to learn from each one of these books that he has given to us. This is going to be posted on our YouTube channel, on our toughquestionsforgod.org website, and there will be an opportunity for you to subscribe to this short video clip series. I pray and I hope that that will be a meaningful experience for you as you follow along in this journey of what's the point. Thanks and God bless. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well. That video clip that you just saw is kind of a, an advertisement for something that I'm getting ready to start and actually starting today. In the teaching series I'm going to be going through over the next probably couple of months is called What's the Point? And as I described there, I'm going to be offering the main point or the main theme of each book of the Bible in, in a two-minute uh, video clip. And, you know, hopefully this is something that's going to be a little bit more meaningful, uh, a little more relative to hopefully some of our younger viewers out there. Uh, it's kind of like the cliff notes, you know. It's kind of like, you know, watching a, a YouTube video on something and, you know, it's, it's two minutes long. And I, I do it because I get more out of it and I get it, you know, in a very condensed way. And that's what I'm going to try and do with this series. So if you or you know of somebody that you think would benefit from being able to watch a two-minute clip once a week that, that describes the main theme or the main point of each one of the books of the Bible, then do me a favor. Go to the toughquestionsforgod.org website and sign up there. You just need an email address. And then once a week, probably on Mondays, uh, we will be sending out a video or a video link to YouTube uh, for the current, you know, book that we're going to be taking a look at that week. Now, in our broadcast, uh, this broadcast that you're dialing into, uh, we'll be looking at a couple of different scriptures from each one of those books. <clears throat> the video clip is basically one scripture, you know, the main one of the book and what is it all about. But we'll expand on it a little bit once we get into this uh, this message series here on our regular Sunday afternoon broadcast. So anyway, send me an email, go on the Tough Questions website and just sign up for it. And, and really, I think that you will be blessed. Hopefully, it's going to be something that uh, uh, will benefit you or benefit some other people. So, Father, thank you again for the opportunities to share your word. And we just pray that that... Uh, word would be spread and would be understood and would be just impactful in the lives of many people. That is our hope in our prayer, and it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Now, let me share with you uh, one of those video clips uh, for the book of Matthew today. 
welcome to What's the Point? We're going to start this video series with the book of Matthew, which is actually the first book of the New Testament in the Bible. The New Testament being the story of Jesus' life and ministry and what happens after uh, Jesus died and then ascended into heaven. So we're going to start with the book of Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector in those days, and he was a Jew, but he was hated by the Jews because he was the one collecting money, collecting all these taxes for the Roman Empire from the Jewish people. So he was very much an outsider. And yet Jesus calls Matthew to follow him and to do ministry with him. In the book of Matthew, it's all about the story of Jesus' life and all of the different events that took place, or many of them anyway. But there's one key verse that I want to bring to you, and it comes in the book of Matthew in chapter 22. And it says this, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on this, on these two commandments depend all of the law and the prophets. You see, what is he saying? He's saying that, number one, you have to put God first in your life because he is God. He is the creator God. And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Treat people the way that you yourself want to be treated. Show them the grace and the mercy that God shows to us, all in reverence to God for who he is. That is really the basis of what the book of Matthew is all about, is your relationship with God and what that relationship should look like. And it's also there to detail the life of Jesus, God's only son who came into the world to suffer and to die and to pay the price for our sin. Friends, thanks a lot for joining me today. God bless. Have a great week. And I'll see you next week for session number two of What's the Point? Now, that's uh, an example of what those two-minute video clips are all about. Again, I'm trying to reach out to people that are used to looking on their phone. They watch video clips on YouTube and TikTok and everywhere else. And, and that's how a lot of us glean information today. So this series is designed uh, in that format, in that type of a setting, in order to at least offer to people and offer to you and our family and friends, what is the main point of each one of these books that you know, are all in the Bible. I mean, what's it trying to tell me? What is the point? So that's what we're going to be looking at. Again, today we're going to get a little bit deeper into it because in, in the book of Matthew, um, we read about the story of Jesus and we read about many of the things he did, uh, many of the places he went. Now, this is not all inclusive. It doesn't cover everything that Jesus said or everywhere he went. And, and actually, as in all of the books of the Bible, there are many topics that aren't covered at all that we find relevant today. So anyway, Matthew is a book that is what we call a synoptic gospel. <clears throat> That's basically a big word that says it's a summary. It's a summary. It's kind of like the cliff notes, you know, that we used to get when we were in high school and you had to read a book and write a book report on something you didn't want to read. 
So you'd go and get the cliff notes, at least I did sometimes. And so, but the one scripture I want to share with you today is this. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the one that was on the screen a few minutes ago. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all of the law and the prophets. In other words, that's what all of the laws that God has came up with over the centuries, they're all based on those two statements. Love God supremely and love your neighbor as yourself. What he's saying is God demands our number one spot in our life. Whatever the number one priority in our life is going to be, God demands that it would be him. Now, that takes nothing away from family and friends and work and all of the other things that that we all know we have to to do and, and the many blessings like family that God gives to us. Take, takes nothing away from all that. It simply is saying, I want to be first. God says, I demand to be first in your life. And when you love your neighbor, you love your neighbor and treat them the way that you want to be treated. Now, partly we, we get in the, we get all mixed up today because what the word love means today in, in the 21st century culture here in the United States is much different than what it meant back in the days when Jesus said this. You know, love does not mean that we simply affirm whatever anybody else wants to do or be or talk about or believe or whatever. You know, to love somebody is to want the best for that person. And as a follower of God, as a follower of Christ, I know that the best that they could ever have is that relationship with Jesus, you know, that salvation, that loving, that redemptive relationship that Jesus offers to each one of us, that is coming out of it. It's the best that I can hope for that person. So that's what love is all about, is to want the best for that person, to want a, a minute, want a, a life, you know, that that person can live out, you know, in the plans of God, in the redemptive plans of God, knowing that his future or their future is secure. Now, back in the, the days of Jesus, um, you know, there was a lot of noise and confusion in regards to some other things, like how do you establish a relationship with God? Well, we've already learned that. He needs to be number one. But Jesus expanded on this a little bit in Matthew in chapter 7. And you can go back and read this for yourself later on. But in chapter 7, starting with 13, he says this. He says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who, are, who go in by it. But narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way that leads to life, true life, and very few find it. You see, Jesus taught that not all ways that people want to go or what they want to believe are good. Not all of them are good. Some of them are destructive. But there's only one way that leads to life, and when he says life, he means everlasting life in the presence of God, in the kingdom of heaven. And he's reminding us in, those, in that passage that 
there's a lot of different ways to go and many of them seem easier than the others and some of them seem really good but he says i'm telling you up front that in order to follow me and to find god and redemptive love through our relationship together and with god he says it's going to be a difficult journey it's going to be filled with trouble and and it's just going to be a tough way to go expect that that's what he's saying in here and he goes a little bit further in matthew in chapter 19 starting with verse 23 and he says this he says assuredly i say to you that it's harder for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven again i say to you it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Well, when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, and they all said, then who can be saved? You know, when Jesus puts it this way, he, he's still talking about the same thing, the relationship with God, the level of trust and love that we have for God, the position that God holds in our life. And then Jesus turns it around and he says, you know, for those that have a lot here in this life, it's very difficult for them to become a true and honest follower of God. You know, for that camel to fit through an eye of a needle. Now, you and I today, when we read this, we immediately think about a, a sewing needle. But that's not what Jesus was talking about. The eye of the needle back then was, you know, most of the cities had walls that were built around them, stone walls uh, for protection. But the eye of a needle was a little pathway, a little doorway that was built into the side of the wall so that people could pass things through the wall to somebody on the other side. Uh, also, in case of, of extreme emergencies, you could, you know, open that little gate and, and you could probably get somebody through it. You'd have to have somebody on the other side pulling them. But it was a way, it was an access way to get to the other side without going all the way around uh, the wall to the main gates. And Jesus is saying, you know, it would be easier for one of these big, massive camels to get through that little gate than it would be for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples, you know, I, I understand it. They were like, well, if that's the case, then who could be saved? See, the disciples were looking at things, and many of us do. They were looking at things from human standards, with physical standards in this, in this life. They, that's how they were looking at it. But Jesus goes a little further in chapter 19, and he answers their, their question. He answers, you know, their doubt in what he's saying. And in 1926, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You see, that's the key. Is when we look at things from a very humanistic way, they don't always make sense. They don't always seem feasible or, or reliable because it just doesn't make any sense. How am I going to shove this camel, you know, through that little teeny gateway? Well, it's impossible. But we have to remember that with God, the creator of the universe, the creator of life itself, all things are possible. Everything. There is nothing that, that is in, stands in the way of God fulfilling all of the promises that he has given to us. So again, I want to share with you that the major point of the book of Matthew is really to introduce Jesus as the Son of God 
and the one through his death and resurrection provides a renewed relationship and forgiveness for each one of us if we simply accept it. And he also reminds us that in order to have that relationship, in order to be able to accept it for what it really is, and not just a ticket into heaven, you've got to have God as the number one thing in your life. Not taking away anything from family and friends and work and hobbies and other interests, but number one, because he's our creator and he's God and I trust him and I love him for what he's done for me. Friends, thanks and God bless. I'll see you next week. And if you would like that these two-minute video clips emailed to you or to anybody else, please go to the toughquestionsforgod.org website. And there's a link on there where you can send me an email uh, and just include the email that you want them sent to, of course, and it'll be on the way. Thanks and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.